and welcome back to Leaf's podcast with me, Justine Hards, and Caroline Drummond, Leaf's chief executive. Good afternoon, Caroline. Hi there, Justine. How are you? Very well. Uh, today is the first day of now uh, lockdown version two. Yeah, and we're uh, just awaiting the results as well for the American election. So that's going to be another exciting area. Absolutely. So that's still at a, a, at a knife edge, I understand. So yeah, you know, we're looking ahead now to um, a another month of, of lockdown. So that is presenting an, another whole set of challenges for the food system. And of course, we're looking ahead to our annual conference at the end of this month on the 20th of November, focusing on climate change. Uh, we are also on the cusp of COP26. And I just wondered, Caroline, whether you could just give us your reflections on the very immediate challenges that, the, that you've considered the food system is going to be facing over this next month, but also looking ahead to the topic of, of, of Leaf's annual conference and what speakers will be addressing around the issues of climate change and this whole fragility of our food production systems. Yes, and, and, and thank you, Justine. And, and I guess I'll, I'll start off with that, the challenging piece first, which is definitely in the food systems. Um, you know, at this time, the lockdown is perhaps not quite so brutal. We know a little bit more in terms of what to expect. Uh, the schools are still there. You know, the universities are still active. But I think, uh, what we mustn't forget is that last time we went into lockdown, the weather was very mild. Uh, we were in a situation where actually um, we were coming into our own season for food and produce. And actually, let's also remember that a lot of the retailers were already starting to kind of build up their stocks for the challenges around Brexit. This time... We're in a very difficult and different situation. Um, you know, we've moved, we're moving out of the, you know, the fresh produce season in particular for much of our food. The retailers have eaten to, eaten into a lot of those Brexit stocks. And in addition to that, uh, come Brexit time, come the 1st of January, we still really don't know what it's going to be looking like at the borders. And already it is predicted that there will be delays around food because of the licenses that are going to be required and ensuring that everybody who is bringing lorries over uh, or exchanging lorries across the borders are well prepared. So there's going to be some really big challenges. And certainly, you know, our, our friends in the retailer sector have been working so hard to to get ready for this and and even in the processing sector because you're talking about different labeling because we will, will no longer be able to talk about eu branding you've got challenges in terms of obviously whether we've actually physically got the produce and in addition to that yeah we um you know from a health and well-being perspective it was it was great being able to walk in the light evenings or go running in the light evenings in local parks and things like that. It's a it's just not quite the same when it's dark and cold. And so I think, um, yeah, we're going to have to be incredibly inventive. And I think one of the things that was so reassuring is the community element. And I think trying to build the strength of local communities is going to be something that's really, really key. But we've already seen 
you know, a lot of re- retailers over the last few days actually have, have demonstrated and said, look, we're, we're cutting down staff. And, you know, that in itself uh, demonstrates a, a real signal of big insecurity in, in the economy as well. So it's not without its challenges. And um, I, I think it's just trying to work out how how are we smart around making sure that we don't waste produce, that we're really tight in, in terms of our own personal budgets, our own t- personal eating and diet plans, actually, uh, right through to just recognising what do we need, what have we got. And then, you know, this should really get us thinking for the long term about what should we be growing as a country? How should we be responding to the health agenda, both the physical health and farmers' part in that, but also some of the mental health issues, which I think are, again, you know, quite a challenge. And Caroline, do do you think those issues that you've outlined – are being addressed by the movements that are going on in the industry at the moment. I'm thinking the national food strategy. Um, I'm thinking what is going on with the Trade and Agriculture Commission. Do you do you personally feel that those issues are being addressed in the way that they should be being addressed? I think they are. They are definitely being addressed within businesses themselves. And, um, you know, the, the leadership that, uh, businesses have taken, um, and in effect, government have delegated in terms of responsibility to many businesses, particularly in the first lockdown has, has been immense. And, um, so I, I think businesses have really stepped up to that mark and we should, you know, they should be lauded for that as how, you know, when I think of, the leaf team about you know how everybody's been so flexible in terms of how we manage the office and and we're no different from so many other organizations about you know it's needs must but kind of responding to needs musts in the short term is okay keeping it up maintaining it uh developing it further is is a really big challenge and so i think that's where government leadership is something that's very very key and and when you look at the national food strategy i i think you know henry has uh, delivered against sort of booklet 1 or chapter 1 of it all um very much focused on sorry henry dimbleby obviously that is uh very much focusing on the importance of addressing uh children's health and children's diets and young people's diets, uh, a little bit around the food poverty issue and ensuring adequate supplies of food uh, right across the country as well. Um, but I think, uh, you know, there are, and, he, and this is something that I know he's, he's looking into now, it's going to be the farming process, the sustainability process, a bit more on the trade, which he did address in his, in his first chapter. Um, so, Definitely. I mean, goodness, talk about a group of people that have taken that really very seriously. And with regards to the Trade and Agriculture Commission, well, I'm, I'm very privileged to be sitting on that group. And um, uh, we've just heard that it's going to be extended. Uh, we don't know what that will quite look like yet, but there is opportunity, therefore, for that addressing some of the concerns around ensuring that there is government scrutiny uh, on on trade going forwards and new trade agreements going forward, which is, you know, going to be incredibly important. And I think, 
you know, we have a very set task against uh, what uh, we are to deliver at the moment. And, um, you know, going forward, that will be slightly different, whether it'll be the same people, uh, that's not known. But I think what is good is, um, well, I have to say Tim Smith is, a, is an excellent chairman. There is uh, a huge amount of expertise around the table and we are responding to a particular topic and a particular request. And I, I, you know, I, I'm hugely impressed by the amount of work that's gone on, um, uh, both from the Secretariat and, and those sitting around the table and actually the supporting working groups. So there are three working groups, one which is in uh, around competition, one about standards and one about uh, consumers and the sort of the public engagement piece. So, um I have to say, yes, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's very much fit for purpose. But of course, there are other areas and, and it's trying to ensure that the longer term vision, uh, and taking the, the sort of what we're taking the here and now into the future, uh, is, is what's really needs good leadership from government. So our conference on the 20th of November, bringing together a, Lineup of exceptional speakers, Caroline, Jonathan Wadsworth from the World Bank, Chris Buss, Director of the Forest Conservation Programme, Minette Batters, President of the National Farmers Union, Leaf Demonstration Farmer D- Duncan Farrington, and yourself, Caroline, together with, with Philip Wynne, all chaired by Tom Heap. Why in particular, Caroline, with the whole plethora of climate change conferences going on at the moment, can you outline to our listeners what LEAF is particularly bringing to the table around this area of immense importance? What an exciting day it's going to be. Uh, They are a great lineup of speakers. I think what we're hoping to get out of the day that is different from what we've we've heard is actually a little bit more of the solution-driven approach. Um, So I think what was very alarming, it was just yesterday that uh, Donald Trump uh, said, right, America has now pulled out of the Paris Agreement. So this has been the huge commitment on ensuring that we reduce greenhouse gases. And that's kind of set the tone and set the ball rolling of governments and indeed, obviously, the NFU also reducing and, and developing leadership and, and creation of uh, re- ensuring that we reduce greenhouse gas emissions. What we're really going to be trying to do is get some fast uh, and understand some good, well, nature-based solutions in terms of how we can not only drive change, but actually make sure that it sticks and that it really works. You mentioned about, you know, when we all uh, were locked down, we suddenly sort of reduced our carbon footprint really dramatically. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, people began to appreciate far more the natural environment. And some of it stuck and some of it hasn't. But I think the, the kind of the deeper you experience something and, and start to learn and understand and respect it, the deeper that that then stays with you. And, uh, you know, we were certainly incredibly concerned that sustainability issues might be something that would be kind of, oh, yeah, no, it was fun while it lasted. Now let's, let's drop it. But I think people truly realize now that we do need to reduce the impact 
of our our livelihoods, our practices in, in everything we do, whether it be in travel or whether it be in farming. So what our conference will bring to the table is some really practical tips from people like Duncan Farrington, a leafmark demonstration farmer, and uh, he is the first credited carbon neutral farmer and also net zero plastic as well farm in the world. And it's inspiring beacons of capability and expertise that we have amongst our demonstration farmers who are really delivering against integrated farm management, pushing the barriers, seeking solutions that are an inspiration to actually provide hope for other farmers, but also ideas for them to take on to practice. Um, without a doubt, the leadership from the likes of Manette um, has been absolutely key setting that target. Uh, and we will continue to work with the NFU to help support their ambition of um, net carbon zero by 2040. And uh, when it comes to people like Jonathan Wadsworth, um, I've known Jonathan for years, and uh, he is very experienced in global agriculture. And when you start understanding the importance to the larger economy uh, of the impact of climate change on a global scale, it is immense. And I think where the opportunity for the UK is, to, it's very much in demonstrating leadership on how to solve problems and how to work in partnerships. And that for us has been quite a key part uh, in terms of how we have always operated over the last 30 years. And then Chris Buss, uh, he's got the wonderful opportunity of being on the team for the uh, champions and lead in the COP26. And uh, for land and agriculture, we often get the blame, but actually, gosh, we're farmers at the end of the day, we're the only people that really can create the solutions and deliver the solutions on the ground. You know, the climate and weather hits farmers in the face every single day. And so from that point of view, they are highly motivated to be part of that solution. And so it will be an opportunity for us to build the dialogue with Chris to understand better what they are looking for as we, uh, well, as COP26 is calling for a year of climate action into the build-up of COP26. And, you know, we very much hope to be around the table offering case studies, opportunities, and some of the solutions uh, to just really sow the seeds for the sort of change that's got to happen over the next 20 years. We're going to be launching our 10-year strategy, 2021 to 2031. And so that's going to take us to a time when we will have delivered all the sustainable development goals and, of course, the Paris Agreement and, indeed, some of the new biodiversity agreements that are coming through. And um, it's we kind of know what success should look like. And we have got to find out imaginative, practical, intellectual, skilled ways of actually getting to that pathway. And uh, I hope that some of the ambition that we've set out in our strategy will help support that change. And, and we can continue to demonstrate our leadership as an organisation in delivering more sustainable agriculture and indeed delivering climate positive farming. 
I personally can't wait for our annual conference this year. Um, just the angles that the speakers are, are going to be coming from in terms of we've got a really grassroots farmer that's delivering some incredible innovations on the ground. Uh, we've then got uh, the policy aspect combined with research and development. I think it's going to be a fascinating event and I know that there are still a few places left. The response has been incredible, incredible, but there are a few spaces left. And I know um, any any of our listeners that would like to attend, just go on to our news and media section on our website, click onto events, and you'll be able to uh, book, book up um, through that link from the Leaf Annual Conference 2020. Thank you for sparing time today, Caroline. I know you've had such an incredibly busy week, so really grateful for you to spend a few moments with us today recording our podcast. And uh, we'll get you back again when things hopefully are, are a little less, uh, less busy for you um, during the, the run up to Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Justine. And always really lovely to catch up with you. And, and as you say, this is such an exciting opportunity. We've got a great, great conference uh, to really herald and, and lord and shout about some of the great successes that we are achieving within LEAF and how many other partners are, are also achieving that. So thank you so much, Justine. Thank you very much.